saddle up, ponies. <laughs> no. <laughs> the ponies are going to saddle themselves? Yep. Wow. It's time for another episode of Good Luck High Five. It's episode 325. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan, and you are listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering or are a pony. Whether you're sitting at home jamming some arena, you're around the table with a couple of friends, or you're heading on down to your local game store for an FNM or a pre-release. In fact, this week is specially tuned to Yay. those of you who are heading to the War of the Spark pre-release in a couple of weeks because it is our very special Judge Rob episode. That's right. Judge Rob is going to be here to give us a rundown of all of the new mechanics that we're seeing in War of the Spark and answer specific questions about cards that might trip you up at the pre-release. Or, you know, if you're just like trying to brew a deck, a sweet yeah, deck. Yeah, and you've got you some questions about interactions. Absolutely. And um, you know what? I can say this. You know, I go into this show every time and I'm like, you know what? I think I know this set. And then Rob comes on and says something. And I'm like, actually, yeah, I have I several questions. Know. Yes. And War of the Spark, we've m mentioned it a number of times on the show, is a fairly complex set. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's going to be a number of questions that Rob's going to have to delve into. Absolutely. I am super excited. But before we get started, we have some people to to thank first up as always of course top of our list top of our hearts are the patrons of the show who keep it alive and running yes thank you to everybody who supports the show on patreon.com slash glhf magic you are the beating heart of the show and we're gonna say heart a, a few more times yes heart 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 that we heart you heart hearty heart heart For if you're little. a <laughs> If you're a pirate. <laughs> For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron of this show and stick that feather in your cap. You know, supporting the yes. artists and the creators that you love, I think, is super important. It's what helps this like community exist, yes. basically, this ecosystem that we've all kind of find ourselves living in in the magic world. And for five bucks, you can be our squirrel tier, which gets you access to our sweet Discord server. You get a sticker and the tier yeah. the rewards go up and up and up as you donate more per month. So. So if you have as little as $1.25 an episode, um, that's five bucks a month. We would so appreciate it. Thank you, of course, as always, do to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Hooray! Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. You can still say good luck, have token. You sure can. And they will send you a sick Megan and Maria token. It is two-faced. Yeah. Kind of like us. Like we are. <laughs> And it has space for you to write in power and toughness and what kind of token it is. And it's, we just think that they're awesome. They're great. They're it's a high great. quality token. Oh, yeah, it is. You could like scrape ice off your windshield with this token. Maybe don't do if that. If it was like kind of weak ice. Yeah, if it was <laughs> not I'm super saying strong it ice. is a hearty token. A hearty token. Yes. Uh, plus, you can get all sorts of great stuff from Car Kingdom for your gaming life. You can get you know boxes you can get singles yeah you can get singles just a couple of days before if you decide to head out to a, an event last it's minute not like we've done that ever before <laughs> we definitely have all the time but they've always arrived in time yeah so it's awesome fast shipping great customer service great human beings over at cardkingdom.com slash glhf all right let's get rob on in here and hear some about war of the spark Judge Rob here to help us out with War of the Spark. Yay. Oh, I just teleported in from, well, I planeswalked in. Ooh, nice. Ooh. You're a yes. planeswalker? Hey, Rob, I got to tell you, it's a little bit dangerous to be a planeswalker right now. Oh, I am I am very aware. <laughs> Did you know that somebody, like, 
emergency dialed me and said, you need to come to Ravnica. And I said, no. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm good. No, thanks. I, 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 I could see some writing on a series of walls, <laughs> mostly in people's blood. Oh, uh, I have I have plans. I'm, I'm, yes. my I've got to wash my hair. Yeah. I've got to yeah. you know, cook a turkey. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have to wash my cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Rob is here to help us out with uh, some mechanics, some new cards, some listener questions, all revolving yeah. around World of Spark. And of course, we are one week early yep. with this episode. Normally, this would be recorded next week. But as we've said, we're going to be in London for the Mythic Championship. And so is Rob, it yeah. turns out. I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at the Grand Prix at the Magic Fest. So if you are playing in one of those pre-release flights, I'm working the second flight on Friday. I'm working the mid-shift on Saturday, so I'll be there all day, and it's going to be huge. Yeah, go up, yeah. give Rob a high yes. five if you see him uh, walking it. around Do it as well. All right, so, Rob, yeah. normally you start these things off with a little PSA. What do you have for us this time? Yeah, I want to talk about supporting your local stores. So uh, store-level organized play is in a weird place right now. If you remember PPTQs, it, they, those are the past. Magic Mythic Championship qualifiers, those are the future. Right now, we don't have a ton of store-level organized play, especially competitive stuff, that is really heavily supported by Wizards. And so a lot of stores are trying stuff out. Uh, Dreamers in our area ran a 3K recently, uh, and it, a lot of stores will try out, like, Mythic, or not Mythic, uh, Modern for Staples events. And what they want is to get you to show up, because they are exchanging their time uh, that they could be using to run a Pokemon tournament or a board game tournament and focusing on you, Magic players. And that's sweet, focusing on me, us, Magic yes. players. Yes, And so show up to your local stores when they run these special events. Uh, even if you just show up to say hi, swing through, buy a candy bar, chat with your buddies, show them that these draw in players. Uh, they might be trying out Oathbreaker, which that's, yes. that's super sweet. Uh, if they try out an Oathbreaker League, build an Oathbreaker deck. They're cheap, they're fun, they're silly. I've built four Oathbreaker decks that are only stamped Grand Prix and Pro Tour cards. And they're really bad, but they're really fun. Uh, so play the, play these experimental formats, show up. Uh, they, they want to get you in the store to take your money, obviously, but that's how they keep the store open so that you can show up and have a space to play with your friends. Uh, I hate cleaning my house. The store does it for you. That's what you're paying for. <laughs> and so that's... It, it's it, so true. Yeah, it's a, it's a clean space. Uh, some stores, a lot of stores, most stores are super awesome play spaces. They, they, they aren't doing this for big money. They could make two or three times as much money going and working in a factory, usually, like the store owners. <laughs> really, seriously. Most of them true. Just, yeah, most of them are just doing it because they want to have fun and play games with people and help other people have fun. Show yeah. them their stuff, give them some money, play some magic with them. We talk all the time about how one of our favorite events was when Lodestone did the Team Modern oh, yeah. event. And it was great. It was yep. so much fun. It was so fun. Yep. Oh, so head on out because yeah. they are a blast. And like I could get into margins and numbers. The margins are tight. Uh, when I say that Dreamers just ran a 3K, they capped at 100 players at 40 players entry. They gave away $3,000. And then they still had to pay an extra staff person, three judges, the to be there like they did not make a ton of money on the day they they yeah. want to run it f for you for fun like oh that's what they do a lot of the time great and, message yes. Rob. uh so uh, let's let's head right into rules because i right. know you want to hear about these things yeah. new, rules, new, new rules. rules there's a there's one new mechanic in this set there's one returning mechanic that's on a bunch of cards there's one returning mechanic that's on one card and <laughs> then there's a whole lot of cards with a whole lot of words Yes, that yes. sounds this right. This is a very complicated set. Yes. 
Uh, they, my, my general stance is read what the cards say. They do what they say. Read the whole card, especially on a lot of these. I'm going to go back and say they do something first, and then they come back later and say, oh, but ignore that first part <laughs> because you have a special planeswalker or something else in play. Oh, sure. Yep. Uh, the new mechanic, a mass, is one of these things. Uh, a mass, uh, I'm going to talk about commence the end game. Uh, blue, blue, four, instant. This spell can't be countered. Uh, draw two cards, then amass X, where X is the number of cards in your hand. And it tells you what a mass does. Uh, it says, put X plus one plus one counters in an army you control, but if you don't control an army, first make a zero zero black zombie army creature token, then put the counters on it. Uh, so amass tells you, do this thing, but wait, 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 wait. Think about that before you do it and do this other thing first <laughs> if, if that happened to not be true. So um, it checks for an army, tries to put counters on armies. If it doesn't have one, it makes you one. You can't interrupt it in the middle. There's no time to interrupt when the army's a zero zero. And once you start amassing, you're just going to get some counters on a thing. And if you somehow have two armies already out when you amass, you get to pick which army gets the counters. So if you somehow made a copy of an army, because there's a couple different ways to do that in this set, then you can choose which one is going to get those counters. Great. That's pretty straightforward. It, it Yes, it is. It is refreshingly straightforward. Uh, note that the only thing that the only native armies in the set are going to be zombie army tokens, and you're going to get those in a bunch of booster packs. So you'll see zombie, a single zombie army token running around all the time. Uh, you usually won't have more than one zombie army token. Uh, the returning mechanic is proliferate. Welcome back. Oh, yeah. Such a good mechanic. Yes. <laughs> Excited for it to be back. So I'm going to talk about Karn's Bastion. It's a land. Taps for colorless. You can pay for generic and tap it to proliferate. To proliferate, you choose any number of players and any number of permanents. Then you look at all the counters, uh, the different types of counters on those things, and give them an extra one of every single one of those counters. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Uh, if you have a planeswalker with a plus one, plus one counter on it, it'll get a loyalty counter and a plus one, plus one counter. Uh, this will also make your zombie army bigger because that came out as a zero, zero with plus one, plus one counters. Um, this I have is, an energy yes. token. Yeah, and energy tokens on you, uh, poison counters on you, and it's you can't choose one type of counter. This used to be the case. Proliferate originally was choose choose a bunch of things that choose a single counter type on each of those things and mump up a single counter type. So this is just like all of them. I don't care what yes. kind. Yep. But you get to choose the things that that you that you bump up. You don't have to bump up your opponent's planeswalkers if you don't want to. You don't have to bump up your opponent's armies if you don't want to. But let's say that you your opponent has a poison counter and an energy counter, and you pick them. You have to give them one of each. Gotcha. Uh, so wow, interesting. Okay. Like yeah. for the target, all of the kinds of counters yeah. on it. Yeah, but it's but it's not a target. You could you can proliferate on hexproof oh, yeah. things or or things with shroud. So uh, it's it just gives extra counters out. Uh, it's it's possible in modern to get like four types of counters on a thing. It's weird. So wow. Okay. Uh, there's actually one card in Magic that puts four different types of counters on itself because it's dumb. What card is that? Frankenstein's Monster. Okay, from that's... From Legends. <laughs> is that a, a for that's real too, card? That's a, that's, that's a for real card. It As it enters the battlefield, what? sacrifice any number of creatures and then uh, put a number of plus two, plus O, oh, plus O, oh, plus two, plus one, plus one, or... What's the other counter type? It puts... It, maybe it's only three types. Uh, you choose... Uh, you put a total number of counters on it. Why does this card and then, exist? And, and then choose how to, big to make it. Because you can make it like a 5-1 or something. Oh, I see what you're saying. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so it's a weird as hell card. Um, 
Yeah. All right, great. I'm going to forget that I know that that exists now. <laughs> yeah, forget the Frankenstein's monster. It's on the reserved list. You'll never run into it. Okay, uh, great. It's fine. Um, planeswalkers. Yes, many there, Planeswalkers. Yes, 36? 36. 36. Uh, that's the number of packs in a booster box. Now, Ooh, the, interesting. It, 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 I don't think that means that you're going to get one of every Planeswalker in every booster box because the rarities aren't flat. Yeah. But it's... It makes me think. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Planeswalkers, every booster pack comes with one, right? Yes, yes. that's yeah. right. So you're going to see these a bunch. If you aren't familiar with them, they're kind of like enchantments that you can attack. Yeah, They're the only, they're the card type with the most rules associated that you never see. Uh, so if you haven't played with, the, with or against them a bunch, you can attack a Planeswalker like they're a player. Uh, they're, the person who controls the Planeswalker can block for them. Uh, you can only attack your opponent's Planeswalkers. And uh, you can't attack your own. Dang. I mean, so, I really want to kill my yeah, own Tybalt. Sometimes you want to betray your teammates. <laughs> and, you know, just out of spite, some people just like to betray. So I, my I'm cat one of does. Them. I get it. It's, it's my favorite thing to do in Battlestar Galactica is to betray everyone repeatedly. Well, absolutely. Um, but the planeswalkers can be dealt damage. Anything that says it deals damage to a planeswalker or damage to any target will be able to damage a planeswalker. And that just means removing loyalty? Yep. Anytime a planeswalker takes damage, in the lower right, it shows the number of loyalty counters they come out with. They put that many counters on themselves. And t when they take damage, they lose that much loyalty. If they get to zero loyalty, they get put into the graveyard. Indestructible doesn't help this for planeswalkers that end up being indestructible, like Gideon sometimes do. And so the... The deal with Planeswalkers in this set is every Planeswalker has something that isn't a loyalty ability, either static or triggered abilities. Pretty wild. It's yeah. weird. brand new. Yeah, there's only been one, one Planeswalker with a static or triggered ability before. Uh, Garrick uh, Relentless. The, oh, the yeah, the Transforming Yeah, if he got too, much got too few loyalty, no, he, would, right. he would turn over and he would go wild and make <laughs> Death Touch Wolves and like let you tutor your library and stuff. Now my wolves are Death Touch. Yes. And so uh, I'm going to use the example of Chandra, Fire Artisan. She's Red Red 2 for a four loyalty planeswalker. Whenever one or more loyalty counters are removed from Chandra, Fire Artisan, she deals that much damage to target opponent or to target planeswalker. Nice. Yep. Uh, she punishes you for punching her. <laughs> she she's just on fire. I mean, yeah, she's sure. mad. Yeah, yeah very that's Chandra. on brand yes. for Chandra. Yeah, on brand for Chandra. Oh, you hit me. I will light you on fire. Uh, she has two loyalty abilities, plus one. Uh, exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn. Minus seven. Exile the top seven cards of your library. You may play them this turn. Nice. Sick. Yep. Uh, unlike if you're used to Chandra Torture Defiance, if you played with her before, Chandra Torture Defiance doesn't let you play lands that she that she exiles. Chandra Fire Artisan does. Yeah, the key word being play here yes, and not cast. cast. Yes, exactly. Uh there is, as I mentioned, one card that has a callback that has an old mechanic on it, and it doesn't explain this at all, and I don't know why. Uh, Tezzeret, Master of the Bridge. He's uh, black, blue, four. He starts with five loyalty, and his, his static ability says, Creature and Planeswalker spells you cast have affinity for artifacts. If you didn't play Magic ten years ago, uh, then you wouldn't know what this... You might not necessarily know what this mechanic yeah, is. never yeah. played Modern. No, the affinity deck in Modern doesn't play any affinity cards. Oh, it's called affinity. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's You're been right. in the mass. It's been in modern masters sets before. Yeah, it's been in modern masters. That's about it. Yeah, if you played a modern masters set, you All may right. have run into this. Affinity for a thing 
means that you cost one less for each of that thing. So if 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 you have Tesseract Master of the Bridge in play and you try to cast another one because this card's right in front of me, he normally costs uh, black blue four. You control you control Tesseract that gives your other Tesseract affinity. You control three artifacts. He will cost black blue one. Nice. It, yes, it don't cost the generic only, uh, so it will never it will never remove colored symbols for having affinity. And you just count the number of things and down cost it by that much. All Te right. Yep. Tezzeret has some sweet loyalty abilities. He plus twos to deal X damage to each opponent where X is the number of artifacts you control. Then you gain X life. He minus threes to return target artifact from your graveyard to your hand. He minus eights to exile the top 10 cards of your library and put all artifact cards from among them onto the battlefield. Tezzeret looks like mostly machine now. Yeah, he's, he's more machine than man now. Like, yeah. I think he is. Yeah. I think he really might be. He's just, only his head is human. Exactly. Like, yeah. look, he's just metal with some light inside. I mean, <sighs> I <yeah>. wish. <laughs> Do you wish that was you? Like, that looks sweet. He's got, like, yeah. curly Q biceps. Yeah, yeah, he really, he does look Did good. Did he get dreadlocks? Yeah. He looks okay. like he does. Yeah, okay. Great. Right. Well, Great robot point. in charge of a zombie army. Okay, great. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, and so that's the that's the returning mechanics and stuff. I'm going to drill through a bunch of cards. All I'm going right. to start with the headliner, the big bad, Nicole Bolas, Dragon God. I'm so excited by this guy. Yeah. Um, red, black, 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 blue. Nice. Uh, he starts with four loyalty. He's not very loyal for this for this kind of casting cost, but he has the most incredible first ability. Nicole Bolas, Dragon God, has all loyalty abilities of all other planeswalkers on the battlefield. So sweet. Sick. Yes. Yours and mine. Um, and oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. He steals your opponent's loyalty abilities. Um, he's like the arch enemy of planeswalkers. And so one note with this. Planeswalkers can activate a single loyalty ability on them each turn. He can still only do that once. So if he copies four different loyalty abilities, he can activate one loyalty ability amongst all of the loyalty abilities he has from himself and other sources. Yeah. So. And he's not copying yes. those static abilities at the top. Correct. He isn't copying that first ability. Just the things that have the weird arrowy symbols with the pluses and minuses on the left side. Uh, that's all that he's copying from them. Uh, it's still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. He plus ones to draw a card. Each opponent exiles a card from their hand or a permanent they control. Why would you use another ability? Uh, Maybe you want to destroy <laughs> Megan. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true. Yeah. He. He has minus he three destroy. to make himself worse. He destroys target creature or planeswalker. Okay. If he destroys their planeswalker, <laughs> he doesn't get to use their abilities anymore. That's They're not on the battlefield. And he minus eights to have each opponent who doesn't control a legendary creature or planeswalker lose the game. I love it. Yep. Oh, Do you have friends? Wonderful. No. Uh, well, then you die. What about Bolus's Citadel? Yep. He shows up in the middle of town, wrecks your downtown skyline. Uh, <laughs> he needs some kind of citadel, right? Yep. This building is mine now. Yes. Uh, black, black, black three for a legendary artifact. So one of the other themes in the set, there are colored artifacts. Uh, take a look at cards to determine whether they're artifacts or whether they're enchantments, because there's some of both in the set. Uh, and so you need to know when you're looking at a colored card, which one it is. Gosh, when was the last time we saw an artifact with a color? Uh, colored artifacts, Kaladesh. Torrential Gearhulk. Oh, the yeah, the Gearhulks were colored artifacts. Yeah. Oh, yep. My beautiful friend. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. I have a great Torrential Gearhulk co combo in modern that's really bad. At some point, <laughs> we should talk about it. Uh, so, Bulls of Citadel, though, uh, it says you may look at the top card of your library at any time. You don't have to reveal it. You can if you want, because you have access to that information. You can look at the card and say, see, this hey, is great. Hey, check this out. This is how you're going to yes. die. Exactly. 
you may play the top card of your library. Now, like we said with Chandra, play means you can play lands too, not just cast. If you cast a spell this way, though, pay life equal to its converted mana cost instead of paying its mana cost. Nice. Wow. Yeah. One weird thing about this. If you do something instead of paying the mana cost for a spell, you don't get to pick the value for X. So if you have a Banefire on top of your library, which is red X deal X damage, the number is set to zero because you're doing something besides paying the normal mana cost of the spell. So you can't just say, I'm at 15, you're at 12. <laughs> yeah, Banefire you. <laughs> X equals 12. Yeah. 13 left? No, you, you don't get to do that with Bolus' Citadel. Uh, Bolus' Citadel has a, another ability, though. Tap and sacrifice 10 non-land permanents. Each opponent loses 10 life. Sick. You can, you can sacrifice Bolus' Citadel to itself. You wouldn't want to. It's pretty powerful. But if it kills them, it kills them. <laughs> oh, that card's so cool. It's so, so cool. Speaking of cool, the art on this next yes. card. This is probably just going to win the best art in the set. It's, it's hard. incredible. It's hard for me to imagine a card with better art. Deliver unto evil. Black and two. Sorcery. Seb McKinnon. Seb McKinnon. Man, Seb McKinnon has been knocking out of the park. Non-stop bangers, yeah. as we say. Oh. Uh, so, deliver unto evil. Choose up to four target cards in your graveyard. If you control a Bolus Planeswalker, return all of those cards to your hand. Otherwise... An opponent picks two out of those four cards and gives puts them in your hand. Leave the chosen cards in your graveyard, or picks two of the cards and leaves them in the graveyard. And you take the other two cards and you put them into your hand. And then you exile Deliver Unto Evil. The reason this is weird, it's kind of like Give Sun Given. Mm -hmm. uh, it, they're gonna pick four, uh, you're going to pick four cards and they're going to make a choice about them. If you have fewer than four cards, or you pick fewer than four cards, so let's say that you only have two cards in your graveyard, you don't have a Bolas Planeswalker, you cast Deliver Under Evil, then uh, you pick those two cards, you show them to your opponent, they say, those two stay in your graveyard. Yeah. You put them back in the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> because, the, because out of the cards that you select, they choose two to stay yeah, back in right. the graveyard. All right, uh, that so, is important. Yep, be aware. Gifts and Given, you can game things by only choosing two cards and they have to go to the graveyard. This isn't quite as gameable as Gifts and Given. Uh, but it's, man... Getting to return two cards from your graveyard for three mana is very good. Yeah. I really Sick. like it because this is a case of reading the card actually does explain the card. Yes. You know? But yeah, it, it, it does. But then you have to you have to rethink about yeah, it. Like exactly. you have to wrap your head around this card. So you might be surprised. Uh, Jace, wielder of mysteries. Blue, 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 one. Uh, four loyalty planeswalker. Jace says, if you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, you win the game instead. Sick. Yeah. Uh, so this is similar to a card, uh, Laboratory Maniac, from before. You win the game in the middle of a spell resolving with that ability. Uh, it's relevant because normally if you try to draw a card with no cards, you die. But you die after your spell or ability resolves. <laughs> right? Uh, it, it, the game checks. The, That's weird. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah State-based actions don't, happen. Don't break my brain like that, yeah. Rob. <laughs> so Jace, Jace saves you from losing the game by making you win the game just before it happens. Uh, <laughs> he has a plus one. Target player puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard, and you draw a card. Uh, you, I'm, I'm going to mill myself with this a lot. And minus eight, draw seven cards. And then if your library has no cards in it, you win the game. Now, this seems weird because he already tells you if you try to draw cards and you didn't have any. Yeah, what the heck, Jace? So the reason that he does this is because if he has exactly eight loyalty, you pay eight loyalty and he dies. Then his ability resolves. Yeah. And so he wouldn't be around uh. to save you. Uh, so Jace actually sets up a bubble to save you anyways, even if he's not there. Well, his ultimate's resolving. This is a similar situation to another planeswalker that gives haste. Yeah, uh, Domri? 
Samet. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, a question. Yes. If you say I have six cards in my library yep. and I draw six cards, but I can't draw a seventh. Uh, you wouldn't die until after this finishes resolving. Oh, okay. So you gotcha. take the order, you draw seven cards. Oh, you're like, you drew, but you only drew six and then your library is no cards. Jace has got you back. All right. Sick. Jace is there to help with ridiculous yep. wind conditions. It's Jace true. has got my back. It's true. Karn, the great creator. I love you, Karn. Ah, uh, everybody loves Karn. He's probably going to die. Oh, <gasps> how dare you? I just you. assume everybody's going to die. <laughs> wow. They, like, like Domri died in a card that was spoiled today, and I was so so frustrated. Earlier, we talked about how it's legal to explain <laughs> <laughs> walkers sparks. Yep, it's... Uh, th- there's no law in Ravnica that says a dog can't harvest planeswalker sparks. Exactly. Uh, it's also lethal. lethal. <laughs> mm, yep. Yes. Domri so, dies? Yeah, what yeah card? which card is it? Uh, Where do we see the little the little Spark British? harvest. With wow. the harvest of oh, Domri's yeah, spark, Domri. the elder spell began to fuel Bolas' ascension to godhood. Yeah. Wow. And in case you don't listen to the upkeep, Mark Rosewater did write on his blog atog that uh, spark harvesting is lethal when done by yep. Eternals. I kept hearing Maria say legal. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why did someone ask this? And why are we talking about yeah. it? But okay. <laughs> anyway. Because you're a humor podcast. <laughs> yes. It's so, legal and lethal. Yeah. yeah. So Karn, um, he's a five loyalty planeswalker. He costs four mana. He says activated abilities of artifacts your opponent's control can't be activated. This is super mean. Because he does not care whether or not they're trying to tap for mana. He doesn't say non-mana activated abilities. He turns off mana abilities. Nice. If your opponent has lands that are also artifacts, they, they can't use can't them. They can't do it. Yep. So clarify again what how you know something is an activated ability. An activated ability has a colon in it. Uh, two dots. Uh, if, you, if you're used to emoji... You make a smiley face emoji. Take away the take away the smile. The eyes. It's the eyes. Are if it has the eyes. the eyes of a smiley. It's if it has the eyes of an emoji. Yes. It's, it's an, an activated, activated ability. ability. Yes. Great. I like how we're making sure the youngest generation understands. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Hey, is. this show is for everyone. <laughs> so I. Uh, this it, I've seen people brew this in modern. There's a card, Microsynth Lattice, that makes everything. It, on the battlefield and artifacts. Oh, jeez. And Karn can find this. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. He has a plus one. Until your next turn, up to one target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness, each equal to its converted mana cost. So he animates artifacts. Uh, converted mana cost is you count the number of symbols, and if there's a number in there, it counts as for that much, as usual. Uh, minus two, you may choose an artifact card that you own from outside the game or from exile, Reveal that card and put it in your hand. If you open this at the pre-release, the outside the game means in your sealed pool. So he can find artifacts from in your sealed pool. Uh, it's in tournament settings, it's your sideboard. And your whole pool is your sideboard at a pre-release. You can't just go over to your binder, you know, grab grab uh, Mox Pearl. Oh, decide great. to find Mox Pearl. Wow. Black Lotus. You can't also, do you're a, are you a millionaire? <laughs> Well, I'm, but I'm a thousand there. Oh, a thousand there. Nice. <laughs> yep. So uh, in modern, people are looking at doing this with Microsynth Lattice because Carnage is going to your side, we grab Microsynth Lattice and let you then cast it. Uh, note that unlike some things that behave similarly to this, you still have to cast the thing that you find with Karn. So yeah. he doesn't just put it out. You have to you have to find the thing, put it in your hand, then cast it. Nice. So 
be aware if your opponent tries to just slam it down to the battlefield, you you can force them to pay their mana. <laughs> um, and pay your mana. Yep. And so in a, in a constructed format, your 15-card sideboard is what he fetches from. All right. I want to talk about the God Eternals. There's two of them that are weird. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're all, they're, kind of, they're, all they're all kind of spooky. Yeah. But uh, Bolas showed up with a pile of zombie gods and he's trying to take over the world. And yeah. So God Eternal Ronus, uh, green, green three for a legendary creature, zombie God, five, five death touch. You know what that does. When God Eternal Ronus enters the battlefield, double the power of each other creature that you control until end of turn. Those creatures gain vigilance until end of turn. Good <laughs> grief. Dang. This kids. card is going to be the biggest beating I have ever thought of in mono green Stompy. Yeah. What is happening? Uh, I mean, it's a 5-5 five, five for 5. It, at rare, I mean, that ability better be good oh, because... Hot diggity dog. I mean, I'm used to modern where if I'm paying 5 for a for a creature, it better not be killable or it better win the game. Oh, I so, see. So you are yeah. unimpressed. I, I think it's fine. I'm not going to play it. Uh, but what this ability does when it doubles... In modern. The, you're not going to yeah, play it in modern. Yeah, I'm not going to play it in modern. I'll, pro- I'll play it in standard. <laughs> this card's real good in standard. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it, what this does is it looks at the current power of the creature and then uh, gives it plus X plus O, where X is its power. You'd think that it does that. Uh, and that that's what it does. It locks it in at the time. Which means that later, if you use a spell or ability to make it bigger, say that your your creature wasn't a mass uh, wasn't a mass zombie, and then you amass later in the turn and put more counters on it, uh, well, God Eternal Ron is locked in that power boost to double it at the time that he did his thing. Okay. Um, and so. Oh, what about tokens? What about tokens? I'm just saying it's yeah, gonna be really dirty. A lot of math. Um, anyway. It, yeah, a lot of math, a lot of tracking. Usually, it, the the structure of it is a. God Eternal Ronus just kills them on the spot, so you don't have to do a lot of math. But, <laughs> uh, God Eternal Ronus also has this other ability. When God Eternal Ronus dies or is to is put into exile from the battlefield, you may put it into its owner's library third from the top. Ouch. Yeah. He will return yeah. uh, so that you can cast him again. He will come out. Yes. The, the things to note with this is it is a triggered ability. It's beatable because if the, you have God Eternal Ronus die to the graveyard, then exile him with the trigger on the stack. He didn't get exiled from the battlefield. Okay. So he gets to live in exile then. You can stop the gods. It just takes some work. Wow, that seems complicated, but okay. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some cards in the set that can exile from the graveyard at instant speed. Okay. I'm sure. Like, there, there has to be ways to interact with these. Uh, You're just, you just have faith. I have faith. <laughs> um, and so the, and the exile has to be from the, from the battlefield, as mentioned. So right. if you return it to their hand and then exile it, or have them discard it. Yeah, okay. Those are other ways to take yeah. care of the gods. Okay. It's possible. Megan's getting de- feeling defeated over there. Yeah. Oh, but Instead, now we see God Eternal with, with her God. God Eternal oh, Kefnet. Yes. So good. Blue, blue, two for a four, five flyer. You may reveal the first card you draw each turn as you draw it. Whenever you reveal an instant or sorcery card this way, copy that card, and you may pay, and you then you may cast the copy. That copy costs two less to cast. <laughs> this is a lot of words. Uh, uh, it changes how you draw while Kefnet's in the battlefield. If you are if you have Kefnet out, you're now doing the miracle draw, if you remember that. Pick up the top card and look at it. If, it is, if it's an instant or sorcery, you probably want to reveal it. You reveal it, and then you get to cast a copy of that for cheaper. The original still stays in your hand. So if they counter it, who cares? It's just a copy. If they And then you'll get to cast your normal spell later at some point. Uh, wow. The, yeah. 
Uh, casting copies doesn't happen much. The last time that it happened on a card was, I think, Isochron Scepter. Wow. So uh, flashbacks to 2008 once again. Uh, so the uh, Kefnet God Eternal is ridiculous. This card is stupid, yep. and by the way, please remember if you have this out, not yes. to put the card into your hand. Yeah, if you pick up the card and put it in your hand, and then you decide, you're like, oh crap, that's Too an late. opt. Uh, call a judge, judge is going to come over and say, uh, we can't tell the difference. Once it's gotten into your hand, it's they're considered to be all the same. Pick up the card separately and look at it uh, before you put it in your hand. Like I said, the miracle draw, it's, it's a habit that you just get into after a little while. One way that I help myself remember is I put a die on top of my library whenever I care about either doing something before I draw or when I am going to change how I draw to remind myself. I'm going to pick this up. Why is this here? <laughs> oh, that's Kefnet. right. I blame oh. Kefnet. Uh, don't put Kefnet on top of your library. We don't want confusion about where Kefnet physically is, if it's tapped or untapped, if it's got put, if it got tucked back in, because Kefnet has this ability. When Ke God Eternal Kefnet dies or is put into exile from the battlefield, you may put it into its owner's library third from the top. Same as Ronus. Yeah. Same as all the gods. Yeah, same as all the gods. Uh, and so I just want to talk about Kefnet's ability because you really have to pay attention when you're drawing and manipulating. The oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's tricky. Yep. And it's the first card you draw each turn. That's your turn and your opponent's turn. Oh, so, oh uh, you know how opt opts running around. Oh, that, that's pretty great. Nice. Oh, on your on your turn. I'm mm. going to opt. Look at mm. my top card. Mm. Yeah, I like mm. that one. I'm going to I'm going to show this to you as I draw it and then cast there is it. no way that there is not a Kefnet like red blue Kefnet spells deck in standard. Oh, yeah. This is way too good. Yeah. That, I mean, you just get to play the spells that you wanted to play anyways. And then Kefnet rewards you for wow. having cards in your library like opt that you wanted to play. <laughs> I, I'm. Calling yep. it. We're calling it now, everybody. Yep. I mean, I think I think it's been called. We're calling I it think. for the first time that it's ever been called. <laughs> oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. For sure. I think 100% of the people who looked at this card, <laughs> like people who don't know what magic cards are, looked at this and said, oh, that this seems, is preposterous. This seems very good. <laughs> yeah. Like. Hey, Kevin, do you know what magic is? No. no. <laughs> this card is busted, though. Yeah. This next card I love, and I know a lot of people love, too. It's, it's a callback to flavor text that most people, most people don't remember. Yeah. Thrill Kill Assassin talks about oh, Massacre Girl. I remember Thrill Kill that's Assassin. Fair. That's fair. Not everybody does, though. No, that's that's true. So, Massacre Girl. Uh, black, black, and three, four, four. She's legendary. She's a legendary creature, human assassin. And like most legends, she doesn't get a title. She just kills you. <laughs> uh, she is menace. Very threatening. And when Massacre Girl enters the battlefield, each other creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. Whenever a creature dies this turn, each creature other than Massacre Girl gets blindness one minus one until end of turn. She huh. just goes on a killing spree. She kills small small fry to power up to kill the bigger fry. <laughs> like, and then powers up more to kill the biggest fry. Yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, she, so this card, when I initially saw it, I thought it did the Hearthstone thing. Um, where it's like, if you have a 1-1, one, one, uh, something an X1, an X2, and an X3, then it'll wipe the board. But instead, yep. it's just like... Counting the number of things you killed off of the first minus one, minus one. No, 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 no. This is continuous repeated triggers. So if the, if I control five one ones and a six six, yeah. and you cast Massacre Girl, uh, Massacre Girl will give all these minus, uh, these one ones minus one, minus yeah. one. They'll all die. Yep. She'll trigger five times. Yeah. The six six will have gotten minus one, minus one from before. Yep. And then each of those triggers will give it minus one, yeah, minus one. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. Got it. But yes, I, mean, I, I misunderstood. Yep. So th this is how Massacre Girl kills a lot of things. And she doesn't kill herself. 
Uh, she's a very, very complicated way to say all creatures get minus three, minus three until end of turn. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that she just rides a languish in um, and then kills a bunch of things. Uh, she is also indiscriminate. She just likes killing everything. She kills your own creatures. Yeah. So, and you can use that. If you have a 1-1 one, one and they have a 2-2, two, two, well, you get to kill them both. Sick. Yeah. Mizium Tank. Yes, Rhino Car. Yes, Rhino Car. Uh, Mizium Tank, red, red, and one for an artifact vehicle. Do you want to ride in cars? You may ride in cars in this set. Uh, th this is part of the group of colored artifacts. It's a 3-2, only when you crew it. It is crew one, so you can crew it with most things. Uh, crewing means that you tap, a uh, tap any number of creatures with a crew cost that sums up to the power or greater, or sorry, that have power or greater that, blah, 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 <laughs> that when you sum up their powers, match the crew cost or greater. So you so, can overcrew, totally fine. You can fine. overcrew, yep. Two, twos can, uh, uh, two power creatures can crew this. Um, I've got another vehicle coming up next that has a crew cost of four. A pair of two twos can crew a crew four. Uh, that turns it into a creature until end of turn and makes it power toughness equal to the, the power toughness shown in the lower right. Mizium Tank has Trample. And also, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, Mizium Tank becomes an artifact creature and gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So you don't have to crew it? Correct. Well, your your Jensen's sorceries crew it. Oh, and they crew weird. It better, right? Yeah. And, nice. and it kind of has prowess. If you cast two things, it's uh, like the crew effect on the second one doesn't matter that much. Yeah. But it gives it plus one, plus one again. So if I cast opt, it becomes a four, three. I cast another opt, it becomes a five, three. Or a five, I like four. it. It's being powered by the museum. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it, it ha basically has crew prowess. Amazing. Cool. And it, it, this it, this is any non-creature spell, so it triggers off artifacts. It triggers off planeswalkers. You cast planeswalkers, yep, museum tanks getting in there. <laughs> uh, and it, Trample makes that pretty good. The Parhelion 2. I love it. What happened to the Parhelion 1? I don't know. No one knows. I don't know. No, but okay. no th one knows. These angels live in a giant flying anvil, and I'm all about it. Yeah, like whenever you see the giant flying anvil, that apparently just took off. Like the giant yeah. anvil building just lifts off. Yeah. Like the, this, Amazing. This was a ship the whole time? Yes. Did I, did I miss something? Incredible. It was a ship the whole time! Okay. Uh, so it's white, white six for a legendary vehicle. Uh, five, five. And flying, first strike, and vigilance. Beautiful. No big deal. I, yep. I, I'm, I'm in. And whenever Parhelion 2 attacks, create two four, four <laughs> white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance that are attacking. Yeah. Crew four. So... Uh, you have to have something pretty big to drive this car, but this car poops out two angels, like just deploys them. <laughs> bloop, bloop. And well, that's where they're living. This is their barracks, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah those are those things up there on the art. Those are scale angels. <laughs> oh boy, this thing's huge. Yeah, the, 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 this is this is a flying building. Have you ever wanted to see the Empire State Building fly by? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, the thing with the Parhelion, it makes these two angel tokens that are flying. If you're used to Geist of Saint Traft, it temporarily makes angels, and they go away. Parhelion's angels do not go away. <laughs> They're like, I'm sticking around. And I'm the, here for yep. the full party. Correct. And they don't enter tapped. Yeah. They're vigilant, untapped, attacking angels. Wow. Um, generally, this probably bowls your opponent over pretty quick, I think. Yes. I, I do not predict like that this... Immediately? Yeah. Um, like, I attack you for 13? In yep. yeah... And something to note with vehicles, this is really relevant on this one. You'll cast it late and you'll be able to crew it right away. They don't have haste. So once it's a creature, it can't attack the turn it comes out. Um, unless it has haste from some other means. 
Makes sense. So the Parhelion is going to cost you eight mana, and it won't do anything right away. But when it attacks in the next turn, it attacks for a lot. And nice. there's something to note, too. If you've never played with vehicles before, you have to crew them before your combat steps. Yes. So I always thought of it as adding the crew phase yeah. before I entered combat. Because right. otherwise, you're in combat, and it's too late, and it's right. not a creature. Uh, in theory, you get time during the beginning of combat step to do it. In reality, that's not a good time to crew. You want to crew on your main phase, because then if they try to mess with you, you can still cast sorceries. Uh, it's actually... It's, Almost all the time, advantageous to just crew during your main phase, and then you'll know before you go to combat what's going on with it. They could do all the things they could do anyways. They got priority at all the same points regardless. So, uh, roll reversal. <laughs> Red, blue, blue. This art is funny. Yeah, this art is funny. It's like it's a cultural exchange program. Oh, cute. <laughs> you ever want, you ever wanted Goblins and sphinxes. Yeah, you ever wanted to swap with a kid from Germany and go to German school for a while, even though you can't speak a word of German? Yes. Yeah. That, that's exactly what this card does. Oh, that's great. Yep, it's a sorcery. You exchange control of two target permanents that share a permanent type. So you pick two things in the battlefield that have the same word in their type line, basically. Um... And you just you just exchange them. You get you get my shiny rock, and I get your giant shiny rock. <laughs> and it, what this really does is let you swap your planeswalker that you've gotten down to one loyalty that isn't very good anymore for their fully loaded dude. Nice for their oh, fully loaded excellent. planeswalker. So come check out my hit action flick this summer. Fully loaded dude. <laughs> fully loaded dude. Does it start Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Oh yes, absolutely. Oh yes. Uh. Teferi, Time Raveler. He's not a Time Traveler, and I don't know why. He's, rav he's Raveling. Raveler. Not yeah. Unraveling, just Raveling, <laughs> which I didn't know was a word until now. Yeah, I mean, you got to be able to, you got to be able Ravel. to Ravel to Unravel, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, I... Yep. Yep. So, so, like, when I knit something, I'm Raveling, or when I make a yeah. sweater, I'm Raveling it? You are. Yeah, you're exactly. Raveling a sweater. Right, got it. Yep. Uh, so, blue-white one. Four loyalty planeswalker. Each opponent can cast spells only times that they could only any time that they could cast a sorcery. This sounds like it means what it says, but it doesn't. So it, it, it's something classic to fairy. Right. I, I, I wish we had better verbiage for this magic. They need to fix this at some point. But only any time they could cast a sorcery means on their main phase with an empty stack. Uh, which is relevant because Teferi's first ability is plus one. Until your next turn, you may cast sorcery spells as though they had flash. That if you're facing down an opponent's Teferi and you plus your Teferi, you can still only cast things on your main phase. Gotcha. Because the phrasing is weird. Like you can cast sorcery spells as though they had flash, but it doesn't matter. You can still only cast things on your main phase with an empty stack. All right. Um, and they just don't want to say on your main phase with an empty stack. And I don't understand why. Other than nobody knows what the stack is. Fair but, enough. Yep. Uh, he also has minus three. Return up to one target artifact, creature, or enchantment to its owner's hand. Then draw a card. Uh, he's good at fighting gods. He sends them home so that you don't have to deal with them. And then Ronas comes down and doubles their power and kills you. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Go home, Ronas. Yep. Toll smear, friend to wolves. Oh, And great. a new Voya token. Very excited. Uh, white, green, green, oh, two. Oh, I was calling it Voja. Uh, yeah, I actually had this discussion with RK Post at one point. It's a Slavic word. Oh. And I, I asked for a Voya token, and I pronounced it Voja. And he goes, no, 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 Voya. Oh, wow, go, okay. And I go, what, 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 makes it, what makes it Voya? I'm curious. And he goes, well, it's Slavic. I'm Slavic. And uh, it's my grandfather's name, no actually. No way. 
Yeah, his his grandfather shares the name with a legendary wolf. All right, the more uh, you know. There yes. you go. Uh, I wish I shared my name with a legendary wolf. Yeah. You do, Megan. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, so Tulsmere is a legendary creature elf scout, is a 3-3. And when Tulsmere, friend to wolves, enters the battlefield, create Voya, friend to elves, a legendary 3-3 green and white wolf creature token. So Cute. it's a 3-3 that comes with a free 3-3. And also, whenever a wolf enters the battlefield under your control, you gain three life, and that creature fights up to one target creature you don't control. Uh, so you, you may have seen it, uh, spoiler that has may and stuff if you pick a target creature you must fight it. yeah so they it, it, but you can choose up to one target creature if they have a five five you don't have to have voya fight their five five yeah you just don't choose a target voya no yeah but if they have a two two and you have voya and you say i want to fight your five your two two uh, with my three three and they go in response to your triggered ability i'm gonna giant growth my creature give a plus three plus three now i'm a five five and you're, you kill your three three you don't get to make like you're like, okay, never you don't mind. Get to wind it back. Yeah, you don't get you don't get to wind it back, and it's not it, you already made the choice when you chose the up to one target. Your opponent knows that you're committed to fighting with Voya. So it's relevant to many things. Combat tricks get to get to get you. Uh Tomic, distinguished advocist. I don't understand why this word has a K in it. Me either, but yeah, okay. no. here we are. are yep. Okay. <laughs> it's magic the gathering. Let's make up words. Uh, so white white. For a 2-3 flyer, legendary creature, human advisor, and lands on the battlefield and land cards in graveyards, can't be the targets of spells or abilities your opponents control. Man, this card. I play Ponza in Modern. It inadvertently wrecks all my positive effects. Because it isn't just like it, like rubble reading that destroys target land. If they have an aura that goes on their land that gives it a bonus, that aura targets when it goes in the stack. They can't target their own lands with their own auras. Okay. Because he says that lands on the battlefield yeah. can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. If your opponent has a, an, a, an enchant land, they can't play that enchant land targeting their land with, with Tomek on the battlefield. Weird. <laughs> yep. Um, it, it looks like it hoses land destruction and instead it hoses Gift of Paradise. <clears throat> this is a weird card. Yeah. He Get also, out of your Gift of Paradise. Yep. You've been too oppressed for too long. Yeah, uh, and then he also says your opponents can't play land cards from graveyards, which like there's, there's only two cards in magic that let you do that. So I, <laughs> he's a really narrow hoser, but be aware that, that <laughs> auras don't say target, but they, they still can't play them. That's what which I call my Canadian I uncle. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say my thin Canadian. Yeah. 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 He's a very narrow hoser. Yeah. 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 Got it. Chandra's Triumph is the one you have up next. I'll read it yeah. for you since you're drinking water. Yep. One in red for an instant. It deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls. Chandra's tri Triumph deals five damage to that permanent. Instead, if you control a Chandra planeswalker. Yep. And so this is another one of those cards that makes you read it twice. You read it the whole way through and then it changes what it did earlier. Yeah. Um, it As it's resolving, if this condition is true, it upgrades the spell. There's, a, there's a, several of these Triumphs that... Make sure you read them because they might change what they do based on you having a particular planeswalker as they resolve. And so they they do this thing where they they edit their own text from later effects, making them better. Death Sprout. Green, black, black, one. Instant. Destroy target creature. Search your library for a basic land card, then put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Death Sprout kills a thing, gives you a land. It's pretty great. 
if the thing isn't there when it goes to resolve, it fails to resolve and you don't get to search for a land. Makes sense. Yep. So if you try to kill their creature, uh, all of the targets of the spell got removed. So it fails to resolve and you don't get to search for a land if they sacrifice it. Same response. if they get like hex proof. Yeah. If they get hex proof, the spell ends up getting countered. Yep. Uh, if they flash in. If they have dive down. Yeah, dive, dive down. down. Yeah. Dive down. Sahili, Sublime Artificer. Uh, hybrid blue red, hybrid blue red, and one. Because we're making callbacks to mechanics that you don't see much of hybrid. <laughs> uh, Sahili starts with five loyalty. So the common planeswalkers in this set only have minus abilities to be, or not the common, the uncommon planeswalkers only have minus abilities. Uh, she, she has a static ability, whenever you, or triggered ability. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, create a 1 1 colorless servo artifact creature token. Great. Oh, yeah, sick. it's great. She's in my Kefnet deck. Yes. Uh, note that that, uh, that token goes into the battlefield before your spell resolves. So if your spells like creatures you control get plus one, plus one in haste until end of turn, well, you'll be giving that servo haste. Her minus two, her only loyalty ability, target artifact you control becomes a copy of another target artifact creature you control ex until end of turn, except that it's also an artifact in addition to its other types. Sorry, target another target artifact. What I, is happening? I had, I had a long weekend. Yes. <laughs> uh, target artifact you control becomes a copy of another target artifact or creature you control until end of turn, except that it's also an artifact in addition to its other types. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So Got there. That servo token, you can make it become a copy of either an artifact or a creature you control until end of turn. Um, if you copy a non-artifact creature, your servo is still an artifact because copy overwrites everything that's on the card. Sick. With what's on but the this servo is like, yes. I remember being an yes. artifact. Yes. I'm sure that I was an artifact. <laughs> The other thing about Sahili is she has two targets. Normally, like her, her ability will still resolve if one of the targets isn't there, but it won't do anything. Okay. <laughs> because there is so yeah. let's yeah, say, let's say that I target my servo and I target my five five. And I'm like, kill your five five. Yep. Uh, well, there's nothing there for me to turn into a copy of. So the servo would stay a one one. It, it doesn't get wiped out. It doesn't turn into a zero zero. It doesn't get blanked. Yeah. Uh, but it, there's nothing for it to copy, so it doesn't copy. And Sahili still ticks down. Yep, Sahili, that was a cost. You had to pay those loyalty counters, so it doesn't matter that that got removed. You already paid that cost, just like you already paid mana for a spell that gets countered. Uh, Kazamina's transmutation, blue and one for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. Thanos frog. Yeah, Thanos frog. Enchanted creature loses all abilities. And it's base power and toughness 1-1. One, one. Oh, this is like <laughs> one of your favorite things to deal with as a judge. <laughs> so it's actually a lot more sensible now than it was 19 years ago. Uh, they, they've really cleaned up some of the rules about these things. Uh, if you are adding an ability to something, the time that Kazmita's transmutation came out and the time that that ability got added matter. So if you have an enchantment that says enchanted creature gains flying, if that came out before the transmutation, the transmutation wipes it out. If it came out after the transmutation, then it gains flying after the ability that, or after yeah. that loses all abilities. So tis a little frog with flying. Yes. There's really complicated scenarios where this isn't necessarily the case one way or another, but we're just going to stick with it. Uh, the, the other thing is it says base power and toughness. Pretend that when you go down to the corner, you wipe out the numbers that are down there and replace them with one one. If you play this on an opponent's army, you're just making it bigger. Yeah. <laughs> because it still has plus one, plus one counters, yep. which apply above the base power and toughness. 
All right, then. So uh, probably don't turn opponent's armies into frogs. Like, they, it looks like that's what you want to do. Yeah, the art it, it is very yes. really deceptive does. here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it, no. It, yeah. I am changing this eternal into a frog. That makes it better. <laughs> uh, uh, do you know what I was just thinking about how you said earlier Domri dies? Mm-hmm. Domri was on Bolus' side, but Bolus don't care. Oh, yeah. Bolus, Bolus betrays everybody Bolus was all like, the time. Bolus betrays. <laughs> Yep, that, that is his default mode, is betray. <laughs> is betray. Is Bolus my cat? Betray, mm. he betray. His, yeah. his default mode is betray. Yep. That's very true. Wow, Rob, so, thank you so much for all of that. Stuff. Yeah, that stuff. was incredible. Yeah, and I, As I always. A, yeah, I have a couple caveats on this. Okay. There may be other weird cards that come out in the next week. Yeah. We haven't seen most of the commons and uncommons. I only had one comment on this list. I am sure that there will be more commons that do a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> and... If a card has been leaked but not spoiled up to this point. So, like, there's people that showed a very blurry picture of a Gideon. That card has not been officially spoiled. Yeah. And I don't want to steal clicks from other content creators. I hate that. Like, spoiler season lets wizards spread out spread out to different content creators. I know that I've gotten a spoiler card in the past. And if somebody steals that by posting it two or three days before I get Ugh. it, I'm so it angry. It hurts. Right. And it, it, you're stealing money from these other content creators if you just never go click on their things now that their card's been spoiled. Yeah. So even if you've already seen a Gideon, A, it may not be right is the other thing. Yeah. Um, B, just click through anyways. Yeah. It doesn't cost you much to give them free advertising money. Like, it's yeah. a couple seconds. <laughs> and a lot of content creators are going to say funny or cool things about cards. We like to think that we do. <laughs> but uh, there's there's other people that are better at talking than I am. So. Yeah, I mean, I for, where else are you going to find someone who will be concerned about the legality of spark harvesting? <laughs> it's true. It's true. So oh. what, we're, what we'll do is um, Rob will be in our YouTube video comments yeah. for like a week or so after. Yep. And so if new cards come out that you have questions on, feel free to yes. leave comments in there and Rob will come by and answer. Yeah, I, I will love to come by and answer them. Uh, there will be some times where I can't because, as mentioned, traveling to London, there's going to be a time where I'm on a plane for far too long. Oh, yes. So uh, be aware that I might just take 10 hours to respond or whatever. But I'll get to them. I'll, I'll be commenting. And if you have comments post pre-release for the next few days after it, you're like, hey, this card did this weird thing and I didn't understand it at the pre-release. I'll be checking up through probably like Wednesday or Thursday okay, after the pre-release. Okay, that's awesome. Yep. That is a Judge Rob service yes. that we can offer you. Yes. Well, I can offer you. you I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I forgot that they that Niv-Mizzet has been spoiled. I should mention him, too. Niv-Mizzet yeah. Reborn. Yeah, Niv-Mizzet Reborn. Uh, he costs Wooburg, a legendary creature dragon avatar, 6-6 six, six, flying. When Niv-Mizzet Reborn enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library. For each color pair, there's 10 of those. Every one of the guilds is a color pair. Choose a card that's exactly those colors from amongst them. Uh, exactly those colors means it doesn't have an extra color. It doesn't have a fewer color. You can't you can't choose a green card as your Selesnia card, right? It has to be a green, to, white. Yeah, it has to be yeah. green and white, exactly. No other colors. And that's just based on the mana symbols on the card or text that tells you it's those colors. Um, it, if they have mana symbols in the text box, ignore them. They aren't part of that. Uh, put the chosen cards into your hand and put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. So shuffle those cards up, throw them on the bottom. Check exact colors and don't don't worry about the text box of the cards to determine color, except unless it says this card is red and blue. All right, Megan, do you want to do some some listener cues? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll find the Facebook ones. OK, you're on Facebook. I'm going to go to Twitter. 
Uh, so this question is about Mowu, the goodest boy in the set. Ooh, yeah. Um, if the goodest boy, a.k.a. Mowu, loyal companion, has a plus one, plus one counter, and it's poli- proliferated, you had two plus one, plus one counters because proliferating... And then it's replacement effect, right? Do I understand this question? So, uh, so I'm they're gonna asking read if you oh. proliferate yeah. so onto Mo. Yeah, Mo loyal companion, uh, green and three for a legendary creature hound, three three, trample vigilance. If one or more plus one plus one counters would be put on Mo loyal companion, that many plus one count, that oh, many yeah. plus one plus one plus that's one counters right. are put on it instead. That's a that's a tongue twister. That many plus one plus one plus one counters are put on it instead. So if you have a counter on Mo'u and proliferate, you do put two counters yeah, on it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. They're just confirming that that is the case. Oh, okay. Here's a here's an interesting question. If you control a Nicol Bolas Dragon God and a Jace Cunning Castaway and you use Jace's minus five with Nicol Bolas, do you get Bolas's or Jace's? Oh, my God. So uh, you're going to get Bolas's, and I'm going <laughs> to run through why. Uh, cunning wow. Castaway. Oh, what a question. I'm going to I'm going to read the cunning castaway ability. Yeah. Uh, so Jace cunning castaway um, is a minus five ability. I don't care about any of the other abilities. Create two tokens that are copies of Jace cunning castaway, except they're not legendary. If a card refers to itself by its full name, it means this object. We'd, so it would create dragon god copies that aren't legendary that then copy the loyalty abilities of the other dragon gods. Um, it, it usually doesn't matter for you. <laughs> wow. But, it, but if you do this on Arena or Magic Online, it's possible that, like, I don't know what this interface is going to even look like. Yeah. Because you might have a dragging out of the... That is going to be a mi- mess. Like, minus, plus, minus, plus, minus, plus, minus, plus off the screen. Oh, my God. Well, all, all right. right. Well, we'll wait for that nightmare to happen to us, yep. inevitably. Yeah, that... That's a regression test that you should yeah. do on Magic Online, people. Uh, um, can you cast the Elder Spell if you don't control any Planeswalkers? Ooh, Elder Spell, yeah. very powerful so, Yeah, spell. let's talk about the Elder Spell, because that was spoiled, I think, today? Today. Yeah. So, uh, the Elder Spell, black, black, sorcery. Destroy any number of target Planeswalkers. Choose a Planeswalker you control. Put two loyalty count- counters on it for each Planeswalker destroyed this way. So... The it has targets. You target some number of planeswalkers. Probably don't target your own. You never know. You might want to be bolus and yeah. betray your team. Uh, then, as this is resolving, you choose. This is not a target. You make a choice about which planeswalker to put counters on, and then you put a bunch of counters on that planeswalker. If you don't have a planeswalker, doesn't matter. You can still cast the elder spell and kill a bunch of things. You just don't power up as a result. I have a question about uh, here from about Davriel, Rogue Shadow Mage, which Davriel, first time we're meeting as a Planeswalker in this yeah. set. I, Davriel is a super cool character. I'm disappointed in this card, actually. It's so, a powerful card, but doesn't have anything to do with the story. True. This question is, can I respond to Davriel's ability during my upkeep with an instant speed draw spell so I can avoid getting racked? Yes. Uh, Davriel, Rogue Shadow Mage, uh, black and two for a three loyalty Planeswalker. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, if that player has one or fewer cards in hand, Davriel Rogue Shadow Mage deals two damage to them. Uh, also, minus one target player discards a card. So this is, an, uh, this is a trigger known as an intervening if trigger. It has time, if, condition, do a thing. Uh, it checks at the time if that condition is true, and if it's not, it doesn't go on the stack. If it is, it goes on the stack, you get the chance to respond. If the condition isn't true while it's resolving, so it checks twice uh, then it won't do its thing 
So you can respond to Davriel and cast uh, the mass instant that we were talking about that draws you two cards to go up to two cards so you don't get racked. I have a question here about Vraska's Finisher, which is an interesting uh, card from the set. Two and a black for a three, two. Mm -hmm. When Vraska's Finisher enters the battlefield, destroy target creature or planeswalker in opponent controls that was dealt damage this turn. Yep. So the question is, if an ability other than damage removes counters from a walker, it's similar to loss of life in that it won't cause this ability to protect targeting a walker. Correct. So if you have something that says uh, remove two loyalty counters from target planeswalker or similar, that is not damage being dealt to that planeswalker. That's just loyalty being removed. Got it. Um, I assume the effects of a zombie god is a replacement effect, i.e. as a commander, you can choose for that effect to happen or for it to go to the command zone. Do you pick where it goes? So so they're talking about like the like, like the raise boar and friends. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. Go the gods. Yeah. So those are not replacement effects. They're triggered abilities. When this is put into a graveyard or exile, then put it, then fold it into the, into gotcha. the library. So it um, would, you could, you could be like, okay, if it's my commander, I it, can say this will die. Nope. No, uh, the, the command. So the command effect is a replacement effect. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So if, if a commander would go to anywhere, but the command zone, then, then you replace it by moving it to the command zone. Okay. So um, it'll go and, to the command zone. Yeah, and that is, yeah. And that is optional. Uh, so you can choose to not apply the commander effect to tuck it into your library. Uh, this All may right. have benefits. It may not have benefits. All right. Um, are the judges excited to see a complex set? <laughs> I, yes. Uh, so th there's positives and negatives. There's And there's good complexity and bad complexity. The, this set, I think, is good complexity. Uh, the cards do what they say. There's a lot of words, but there's no there's not a lot of hidden text. Um, when I when I was unhappy at Tezzeret, it's because he has hidden text, secret text on him that you don't know. <laughs> secret text. Right. And yeah. so the, the sets that I've been most unhappy judging are sets like Eventide. Uh, Eventide has a ton of hidden text on its cards. I, and but you can bring your lemon juice in a toaster and you can uh, figure it out. It's true. <laughs> it's true. If you, if you are willing to ruin your magic cards, um, I'm in on you helping you find your hidden text on your cards. Uh, but th these cards are complicated, but it's all out in public complicated. You just have to... Be, the, the, the trick is figuring out the ways that they actually do interact with the words that are there. So not yeah. only are you in the relationship, you're tagged it as it's complicated on Facebook so everybody knows. <laughs> yes. It's not just complicated secretly. Yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not a hidden complicated. It's not behind yeah. closed doors. You're throwing pots and pans at each other out in the street, not inside <laughs> your kitchen. I've got a question about God Pharaoh's statue. Um, yeah. So it's cost six mana for a legendary artifact. Yep. Spells your opponent's cast cost two more to cast. Yep. At the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses one life. And I like this question because it's something that happens all the time. Scenario. Three rounds of the table have gone and both players have missed Bolus's dumb statue trigger. Are they just missed triggers and we keep going knowing better? So uh, at I'm going to answer two ways. So let's say that you're just playing or three ways. So you're playing casually at your kitchen table. Yeah. I would recommend that you just make them lose a life. But they're supposed to. Right. Uh, it, just do the things that the cards say that they do. If you're at an FNM. Uh, they will probably just be gone forever. Uh, you aren't obligated to remind your opponent of triggers. And if you call a judge, the judge will say, those are in the past. Uh, if, you, if, you just, if you just missed one right now at FNM and you realized, yeah, we missed probably two or maybe three, something like that, they'll say, we're going to do the one that you just missed right now and we're not going to do the other ones. Sure. The past. They're too far out. If you're at a competitive tournament, so you're playing in a Magic Fest, you're playing in a, in a Mythic Championship qualifier, 
uh, you're playing in a 3K that's being run at competitive, which it should be. If it's not being run at competitive, talk to your judge. Uh, but if you're playing in one of those, then the player who doesn't control the statue will get to choose whether or not to put the current trigger on the stack. And anything that's been missed for over a turn has just been missed forever. Sometimes it's advantageous because you might have something that says, if you lost life this turn, do a thing. So you might need the trigger to be able to, to do something. So we don't we don't block you from having that happen. Yep. Um, if I try to draw from an empty deck with Jace in play, and my opponent has a Platinum Angel in play, what happens? Um, Jace tries to make you win the game, and you cannot. Platinum Angel says you can't win, uh, you can't lose the game, and your opponents can't win the game. All right. So uh, you ignore that component of it, and then you die. If I reveal a Nexus of Fate off of God Eternal Kefnet, do I get to shuffle a fifth copy of Nexus into my deck? You very temporarily will shuffle a copy into your deck. So your library will get shuffled if it matters. Okay. Like, let's say that you scribe sure. three uh, and you know the next two cards. Then your library is going to get shuffled. You shuffle this copy in and then it evaporates. It, Weird. It, it ceases to exist inside the library. <laughs> That's uh, bizarre. So for, there's a... There's a very arcane and complicated judge question that involves like searching in the middle of doing this. And so there's a copy in your library that you can't find because it's not a card. <laughs> but yeah. Um, we covered this a little bit, but someone asks what happens if my opponent plays a Teferi time ravel and plus ones it, and then I cast a Teferi time raveler and plus one who can cast what spells win. You can both only cast spells on your main faces. There you Great. go. Great. Everyone slow stack. down. Yes. On an empty stack. Yep. Can I target expansion with Finale of Promise to copy my Finale of Promise? Finale of Promise. What is that card? Is that one been officially spoiled? Finale, finale, oh. finale. Now I'm like, how do I actually say that? Finale. Fina finale of Promise. There we go. Oh, yeah. This is relatively recently spoiled. This was. Hmm. No, that's Bond of Passion. Well, it did get spoiled. at some point. Yep. Um, so, Finale of Promise, Red Red X, Sorcery. You may cast up to one target instant card and or up to one target sorcery card from your graveyard, each with converted mana cost X or less, without paying their mana costs. If a card cast this way would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. If X is 10 or more, copy each of those spells twice. You may choose new targets for the copies. So let's Sick. let's hear the full question again, because this right. was a lot of words. Can I target expansion with Finale of Promise to copy my Finale of Promise? Sort of. So Finale of Promise, you'll target expansion that's in the graveyard. Uh, you will cast it as your instant from the graveyard. And th then Finale of Promise is still on the stack, uh, because it's on the stack until it finishes resolving. The last thing about it resolving is leaving the stack. You cast these during Finale. You target it with the expansion. Finale finishes resolving, leaves the stack. Expansion says, hey, uh, my target's gone. I failed to resolve. Okay. <laughs> because it, because you you did you targeted it with this. And note that you need to cast Finale for exactly two because expansion only copies in these things with converted mana cost four or less. So if you try to cast this for five, X equals five, so it's red, red, seven, or X equals five, red, red, five, is a converted mana cost of seven and can never be targeted by expansion. All right. Wow. So, one final one that I have yeah. here is, who are the walkers dying in the Art of the Elder spell? And if you could pick any planeswalkers, why would they both be Jace? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, I picked this because I'm actually wondering who I that think, is. I told you, I think it's, I think it's um, oh. one who, ha I think it's um, puppy. It's Moru's uh, yes. person? Yes. 
Jin. Which, which is how we know them is yeah. as... What the puppy? Yeah, Puppy's person. Yeah, yeah. So it's... um. Jin... No... You're Thanks all these Jins. Jang. Jang? Jang, yeah. Jang. J-I-A-N-G. Uh, I think so. No, he doesn't have a... He doesn't have a neckerchief. I think Wait. Are you sure? Go over go over and look at the Elder Spell one again. He's got a cool half cape on. This one? This oh, yeah, look at oh, that. Oh, it's a neckerchief. They definitely have a neckerchief. Okay. Yeah, and, and look at these metal bracers with open... Oh, is yeah. it Ral? <gasps> wow, it does look like Ral. You're right. Ral kind of has that's a neckerchief. <gasps> that, that's, I, I'm pretty sure that's Ral. Wow, it's no Ral. No way. <gasps> Ral, no. All of my favorites are getting eaten alive. Oh, no. I didn't know you liked Ral. I just, I didn't used to like Ral because the voice lines on Arena were so silly. But after a while, I was like, you know what? Now I do like Ral. He's got these open arms. Yeah. I Friggin mean. thanks, searches that don't do what I, I'm going to set well, down this microphone really, so I can Put yeah. it down, put it down. Um, yeah, I've, uh, ever since somebody likened him to, um, who am I thinking of? From uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> you know what? who I'm thinking of. That actor. Chris Evans? No, no, no. The old Jurassic Park. No, not Park. Chris Evans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I know who you're talking about. Wait, Chris don't put the Pratt. comma in no, if, on I'm the timeline. Right, there you go. This is Ral. Okay. Search. <laughs> no. Search. Oh, my gosh. We're just like having really a great day here. Uh, that is a neckerchief. That's the neckerchief. And those are bracers. Neckerchief Ralph and bracers. Yeah. This, that might just be Ral. I think it's, it's Ral. Ral. We know, we know Domri, Domri and Ral now. Wow. Oh, boy. It, who's this in the foreground? I don't know who that is in the foreground. Yeah. I can't tell. Why do you it's hope too it's dark. Jace? And why do you hope it's Jace? Um, that's definitely... I can't tell who that I is. I can't tell who it is in the foreground at all. I don't think it's anybody all. that's a planeswalker. It's generic planeswalker number five. Okay. <laughs> Mambo number five, but with planeswalker yeah. names. Idea, saving it for later. <laughs> we'll bring you that song <laughs> A little for bit sure. of Nebraska. <laughs> yep. Anyway, wow. there you go. Like oh. we said, if we didn't answer your question, uh, head over to our YouTube video yep. and stick, stick it in the comments there. Yep. Um, but thank you so much, Rob, for You're coming welcome. in and helping us out thank with this set. It's so complex, and I'm so excited. You've made it yeah. so much more understandable <laughs> yeah. for us. Uh, and call judge if you run into situations where you're just like, I have no idea. Yes, judges are your friends at the pre-release. Mm -hmm. uh, and tune into London because we're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff. I'm sure on it's the gonna be great. So it's gonna be a fun time at that show. And the pre-pre-release coming up. Oh, yeah. That is, is that this weekend, right? It's got to yeah. be this weekend. Yeah. yeah. With Loading Ready yeah. Run, they're going to have yep. some fun guests. And uh, do, do we know the guest list for the we do. It, we do. And I, you know what? This is an omission of me on the upkeep because I wanted to remember to talk about it and I forgot. No. I forgot. Yeah. The, it has been released. So, um, yeah, that's always a good time. They've got judges there to help yeah. out. They make videos to help yeah, out with so, the rules. Surge is really good. Surge is great. So, it, like, just listen to him. He gets stuff right. So... <laughs> All right. Yeah. There you go. Biggest yeah. judge endorsement you can get. They get yeah, stuff right. True. Get yeah. stuff right. Yep. <laughs> Before we go, 
Ultra Pro. All right, Ultra Pro has got some awesome stuff for your magical life. Check out these sweet Planeswalker sleeves right nice. here. They look beautiful. It's got a fabulous yes. orange to blue gradient and the Planeswalker symbol, but it's but like it's also Ravnica, Ravnica and the guild symbols. Fancy these, stuff, These man. sleeves are great. Think about it for your pre-release. These beautiful, heavy, green gorgeous dice have you ever rolled metal die before if you haven't have you even lived you're not living until you've rolled some metal dice beautiful play mats yeah this i almost is... called them planes mats because <laughs> well, i was like oh it's a picture of the plane it is <laughs> megan almost I'm just, dropped it <laughs> i almost dropped it it's all good do you know what because it's sturdy it's, it's durable <laughs> it's durable enough to just to survive a drop i was also about to say describe a drop we are i'm really working your batting average is going down here <laughs> but ultra pro is great <laughs> so true if you're heading to your pre-release in a couple of weeks check out ultra pro stuff get it get yourself bedecked and bedazzled yes. for the pre-release if you will uh with all this awesome stuff from ravnica uh so you can have a great time throwing down with your friends for the first time with war of the spark Well, everybody, that's our show. Yeah, Judge Rob has transformed into just a microphone, Ooh, oh. or the uh, the I was microphone say ghost host. Yeah, oh, it possessed him. Ghost host possessed Judge Rob, and they <gasps> left. Oh well, wow, spooky, spooky stuff. <laughs> but big thanks, of course, to Rob for coming on the show as he always does and filling our brains to the brims with That's knowledge. That's right, Judge Rob. Nothing gets you prepared like Judge Rob. So true. And by the way, remember we're still a week out. This was a week early for our pre-release episode, but the reason is because we're going to be in London for Mythic yeah. Championship London. Yeah, we're leaving uh, this coming weekend. Yes. So the next episode will be live from London. Oh, snap. Featuring, no doubt, some of your favorite special guests. Featuring, no doubt? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Megan, did I forget to tell you that I booked No Doubt you to be on our Gwen show? Stefani? <laughs> Dang. Yeah, they wrote some special, like, super sweet magic, like, you know, 90s. Oh, kind exciting. Kind of, like, ska slash pop. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, but also, like, probably, you know, Marshall or yeah, somebody. Yeah, Marshall or somebody. <laughs> Whomever. And we've got to do another sock bet. Oh, yeah, so we do. So everybody get ready. We'll have those leagues open again. Yes. So more on that next week. Yeah, thousand leagues. So you can play along with us as you watch the Mythic Championship. Or, you know, like, I mean, it's going to be a huge weekend for Magic. Pre-release yes. and the Mythic Championship. And the Magic Fest. Whoa. What a weekend. Whew. So join us next week to get all prepped for that. Yes. And in the meantime, thank you, as always, to the patrons of the show yeah. who do truly keep it on its feet. Um, if you have a couple of bucks to pitch at us every month we would so appreciate it uh and to our sponsors card kingdom and ultra pro just head on over to patreon.com slash glhf magic or cardkingdom.com slash glhf or ultrapro.com if you want to support us or any of our awesome sponsors till next time till next time you know what was our domery one um, uh, uh something about pigs yeah Party on, pig people. Nope, that wasn't it. That works, though. <laughs> Party on, pig people. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>